Welcome to Gu Dao Jingxing, Walking the Timeless Way, a podcast that digs deeply into the ancient texts of Taoism to uncover its timeless wisdom and discuss how to apply it to today's chaotic world. I'm David Wang, executive coach. I'm joined by my co-host Ian Felton, practicing psychotherapist. Hello, Ian. Good morning. Morning, David. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. We've got a a nice warm day in store for us up here in Minnesota, and so hope, hopefully we'll get outside and enjoy some of that warmth. Wow, that's wonderful! Finally, uh, you see the the sign of spring a, a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we've it's might hit seventy today, which for early March is you know really really early. Oh, that's nice. That's that's nice. I remember when I lived there, uh, spring came so suddenly and dramatically, and it's like a suddenly、mm. you see the trees like you know bursting into all the greens, and it's like the trees are lit up. You know, by by the vib vibrant greens.、Mm. Yeah, we we probably still have a little bit of time for that to happen. But yeah, that's exactly how it is. You just wake up one morning and it's a little bit green, and then the next day it just seems like there's green and color. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well. How about you? How are you doing? Ah,、uh, good, very good. Yeah, I think the、uh, spring has come here in Florida, and what's interesting is the、uh, I noticed that, you know, usually I thought you know trees, you know, the leaves are, you know, you know they they fall、uh, during fall, <laughs> and uh, mm, actually mm. a lot of the leaves,、uh, for example, the、uh, the oak trees. Uh, they shed leaves、uh, during this time, and、uh, oh. it's like a a little like a、uh, passing the baton. You know, the leaves, the old leaves,、mm. are gracefully falling down onto the ground. It's like sometimes it's like with the the wind, it's like a drizzle, like the the drizzling, the rain, and.、Um, mm. While the on the branches you see all these like the the new buds,、uh, which is quite interesting. It's like、um, you know, one is rising, the other is falling. I mean that's、mm. so amazing to me just to see how nature.、Uh, I mean the, especially those le、uh, old leaves. You know I think while I, I compare that with human society, while the、mm. older people. Hold on to power and、mm -hmm. and stand in the way for the younger people to younger leaders、mm -hmm. to emerge, while the trees they just follow nature. Yep, yep. It reminds me of the the chapter in Tao Te Ching that you know how different the way of heaven <clears throat> the way of heaven is、mm -hmm. compared to the way of people. That the way of heaven is to Lower what's high and raise up what's low、right. to take from plenty and give to where there's scarcity, 
And there's all kinds of the bow metaphor is the one that comes to mind the most where mm-hmm. when you pull a bow of a bow and arrow back, the high part is lowered and the low part mm-hmm. is raised. And of course we see that in nature with the leaves, like you're talking about, we see it mm-hmm. with the erosion right. of mountains where the high parts come down into the valley. And of course the river distributes nutrients from Mm -hmm. where they've accumulated to where there are none but the way of people is is the opposite which is you know those that have much take and exploit from those with few and obviously that's at odds with Tao. right right well talking about Tao, you know you know one of the things that we have learned is you know Tao, like water flows and it moves you know it does not have the our permanent position and uh mm. you know last time uh when we were offline we we're talking about uh you know um maybe moving on or taking a break from our podcast so while we we're talking about that mm-hmm. you know we should uh, share with our listeners our you know our plan and, and uh, our thoughts for you know, for, 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 for our, uh, shared, uh, platform. That sounds like the right thing to do. Right, right, right. You know, uh, one of the things as I thought, you know, about it, you know, I remember actually in the, in the Bible, uh, there is a verse I always like, uh, you know, it's something like this is to everything. There's a season. And a time to every purpose under heaven, you know. If you <laughs> mm. compare with that, some of the underlying Taoist idea, I think it's very similar, don't you? Well, for sure. I mean, the Tao Te Ching is very much about cycles, and and also very much about things returning to the source and those cycles are cycles of creation and destruction. I mean, I, it was funny. I just, I love talking to chat GPT. It's just, it's such a wonderful, um, thing to talk about ideas with that. And it generally just stimulates so much interesting thought. But, um, I asked it, I said, if you could, Imagine yourself as an alien species above the earth, just watching human behavior from the macro level. Can you describe human behavior in three simple words? Mm -hmm. And it said, creative, destructive, evolving mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i thought that was that was it exactly but but really pinpointing you know life is basically just a, a sequence of sequences of creation and destruction and then out of the destruction new phases of of life evolve and and obviously you know this this podcast isn't immune to those mm-hmm. cycles exactly exactly uh, but I think it's also a time to kind of uh, to uh, uh, pause and kind of a reflect, 
you know, on the, uh, on the journey, uh, you know, the time walking the timeless way, you know, mm. the, that's the name of our podcast. And uh, mm -hmm. I was wondering if we could share with our listeners, you know, from your point of view and my point of view, the some some, you know, moments or, um, you know, some um, things that uh, really um, kind of you remember from, you know, our mm -hmm. studying Tao together and, you know, walking the timeless way together. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many. I mean, that's the great thing about having these recordings is that they can be revisited. I mean, this is our 81st episode and we recorded 22 episodes that we never published when we were just kind of practicing. And, and so, you know, we have over a hundred episodes of talking about Dow and, and, you know, there, there's kind of an, an irony in that, that, you know, a book that says that those who speak do not know and those who know do not speak. And, you know, we, we talked about it, you know, at, at least those hundred recordings of speaking about it and, you know, many, many hours before that talking about it. And so, you know, I don't think there were any, um, moments that didn't reveal some useful insight mm -hmm. or, you know, valuable kind of discussion on the material. Um, I think our, the, the process of refining the podcast was always enjoyable going from, I know you and I, we really love just kind of the spontaneous discussions, but then also started wondering, you know, do we take too many tangents and kind of go off in too many mm -hmm. places mm -hmm. where, you know, for a podcast is that appropriate and, um, you know, really trying to refine the process to, to increase, um, the ability for our listeners to connect and, and get value mm -hmm. from it. Um, our guests, um, I think m most of our guests were a good fit for our podcast. Maybe there was one that was like, uh, you know, maybe they really mm -hmm. are not necessarily, um, uh, appropriate for a discussion about Tao and, mm -hmm. and Taoism, but mm -hmm. most of our guests were really enjoyable to have and, you know, learning about them and kind of learning about their backgrounds and looking at what their contributions were to, um, Taoist thought that was always, um, kind of a special, a special time to really, think about, you know, how to be good hosts and how to connect with them and bring out mm -hmm. the best of them. But I mean, sadly, I think, you know, it really, it really was the, the spontaneous discussions that I think were, were the ones that were really the most enjoyable when it was just, mm -hmm. you know, there was no planning, there was no trying to force it or structure mm -hmm. it. And, that sort of thing. And it was just, Hey, you know, 
let's get together and talk about stuff and just see what happens. And, you know, over time when you move away from that and move into, you know, probably a less woo way of doing things like trying to, you know, control it to some extent and Mm -hmm. shape it and it moves away from that spontaneity and uncarved wood into something else, you know, you know, still had a lot of value, but I still think just those spontaneous discussions when it was just spontaneity and not like, mm-hmm. oh, this is something I have to plan for and prepare for and, you know, starts becoming, you know, kind of like a, a task. And, you know, while that's um, part of doing a, a podcast, I would say, you know, those earlier times of just more spontaneous, mm-hmm. lots of tangents mm-hmm. Those were my favorite times. How about you? Uh, yes, I, I think the I uh, relate to that. I think there's, uh, you know, just like Tao and Yin and Yang, I think there's a tension between preparedness and uh, spontaneity. I think we kind of navigate, and I think, toward, uh, you know, the latter stage. I think the, um, you know, really the uh, thought of, sharing the pot, you know, our conversation. It's, it, it basically started from our, you know, spontaneous interest uh, in mm-hmm. and the curiosity uh, uh, about uh, Taoism. And for me, I think mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, happened to grow, grow up in a culture where Taoism emerged. Uh, mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I learned a bit, but I, I thought this a partnership experience, actually, it's another way of learning because you not learn it from, let's say, Lao's uh, text, but also mm. through another mind, uh, which mm. was a product of another culture. I find it amazing. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the, for me, the, most, uh, I think there are many moments. Of course, the moments we had uh, throughout the COVID, I think, you know, it was a very interesting uh, time period when, you know, everybody was very anxious. I mean, there are a lot of mixed mm-hmm. feelings. And I think unlike in the past, you know, people travel less. I think when we connect through the podcast, I think it just opened up another venue for us to hmm. understand ourselves and the world. I think that's, those are, I mean, basically, if you think about the, you know, those years, the, the time when we hmm. did a podcast, I think it, uh, COVID was a <laughs> major kind of a background, right? Uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the one. The other one I, I just mentioned, I think this uh, kind of cross-cultural way of exploring uh, timeless way, you know, the universal wisdom, I think it uh, provided a lot of insights. I, I think in a world where we tend to amplify our superficial differences, I, I think we are different mm-hmm. in the way because we, the way we grew up our mind are conditioned, 
those things are kind can be interesting because we all have a un, unique lenses. But again, let's not forget uh, the we see through our unique lenses the same thing. The the sun, let's say. If we, mm. the sun is the same, but it's just the unique lenses we see. Uh, I think from learning Taoism together, you know, we here and there we came to the realization that uh, certain universal wisdom really has no boundary. You know, it could mm -hmm. come from you know somebody like Plato or Nietzsche, or it come can can come from somebody like Lao Tzu. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that's a an experience just mm -hmm. by uh, working together. You know, two of us uh, from you know different backgrounds, different uh, cultural conditioning. Yeah, that was definitely um, just a wonderful part of it. I mean, to to meet someone and talk with someone who has just you know the same kind of depth of interest in mm. the material in not just Taoism, but all different ways of philosophical mm -hmm. thinking who has a lot of rich perspectives to share. I mean, it was a transformative experience for sure. And, you know, whether you want to think of it as a cross-cultural exchange or a philosophical discussion or you know, it was, it was all of those things. And, um, it was transformative. And, and so I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, was it transformative for you at all? And if so, you know, maybe what were some of those ways? Um, yeah, I, I think the transformative is in the sense of, um, around this concept of de, um, mm. I think as we, you know, study that uh, text, we know de is beyond the, the convention, conventional notion of mm. virtue or morality. Mm. I mean, in, mm. uh, in, in, in Lao Tzu, de is more about, it's really the spirit of Tao living in us. Um, you know, it's our, mm true essence you know it's not something we adopted from society you know from uh, uh you know from social customs or you know expectations it's just mm. who we are right so i think the you know nowadays you know in the world we are living in we all find and uh, feel that the world has lost its its way in many ways mm. right in many ways mm -hmm. has lost its yeah. way i think for me i've you know i'm just like you i'm being always very curious about things so very naturally in the past i turned to knowledge because when i grew up you know this famous you know francis bacon's quote, I don't know, somebody said, it's not him who said it, but whoever said it, you know, knowledge is power. You know, I've always believed that, you know, just grow, growing up in the Confucian 
uh, educational system, and then I came to this country and study at Harvard. There's always around you. It's always knowledge is power. You know, but whether it's natural mm. science knowledge or social science knowledge, when you have that knowledge, it gives you power. Uh, mm. You know, both literally and uh, metaphorically. Uh, gradually, I found out uh, it wasn't quite the case because you know there's you know more than knowledge. Uh, well, maybe there's more than depending on how you define knowledge. It's more than conceptual knowledge, maybe, but there is certain part. I think even beyond knowledge. Uh, that is real. You don't necessarily read it in a book or hearing it from a, the lecture of a professor or somebody. Uh, mm -hmm. That thing, I think I gradually came to realize uh, it's Tao and De. Uh, mm. And um, so nowadays, I think just as the world is becoming more kind of losing its way, uh, I think I now, I think a lot of people, I see a lot of people kind of turning to, either turning to uh, politicians or some kind of a human figures for guidance. Mm -hmm. But to me, yep. I think it's really feeling like a blind leading the blind. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, so there's, more and more people, when the world has lost its way, more and more people turn the, to these people for guidance or salvation or for solution, or they turn to themselves. But we know ourselves are really the product of a conditioned mind. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like we feel, oh, maybe that's myself. But it's not a real self. It's you know the product of our parents, our upbringing, mm -hmm. and everything. So I realized that, oh, maybe, uh, you know, I need to go back to the to the source, which is the really the, the you know I imagine you know it's not really happening. I I don't th I, I don't think it never happened, but it's the descending of Tao into every one of us. It's almost like the some kind of injection of that essence mm. into us. Mm. So, you know, it's it, 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 it becomes like the more embodied we are, like the more we embody that, uh, the, uh, that true essence, actually the more we can find a way. We cannot find a way by asking people by acquiring knowledge by doing this the only way the 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 may the, the the truest way is to embrace all of this but more important mm -hmm. including knowledge i'm not mm -hmm. you know belittling knowledge i think still in a certain mm -hmm. aspect knowledge is power yeah right it's a matter of priority. I mean, our society prioritizes right. knowledge above yeah, yeah, everything yeah. else and actually diminishes kind of like intuition and all of the things that we would say go into duh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think that uh, 
uh, prioritization of knowledge causes distortion and, and, and problem for every one of us. Mm-hmm. Now, going mm-hmm. back to the very beginning, you know, maybe just uh, by embracing, you know, with humility and curiosity, that duh, you know, we may have a chance to find a way or see clear more clearly what the true way is. So that's, mm-hmm. I think, in essence, uh, my key takeaway from, you know, this journey. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point. Just if I'm hearing you correctly, just really seeing how much of a need the world has for virtue, kind of the virtue described by Lao Tzu and kind of putting knowledge in its place. Um, and, and, you know, that's not the world or society that we li- mm-hmm. live in. Um, but just kind of recognizing that in your own life. And it, and it sounds like that was kind of an important realization for you. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I, I think that uh, the thing I think is a key. Of course, there are some, you know, little uh, components to that. Uh, for example, if I have to pinpoint, because the has, you know, it's a true essence. Uh, you cannot say it's a one thing, it's compassion or it's humility. But for me, uh, really the the that uh, I'm, um, you know, I'm feeling, I'm cultivating, uh, are two fronts. One is called not knowing, because I know, you know, I just as we discussed, knowledge has its own uh, advantages and benefits, but uh, knowledge is also give us a lot of trouble. You know, the believing, uh, pretending we know, or believing we know it all, uh, you know, really mm-hmm. like um, uh, block us or blind us from seeing a larger picture, uh, whether interpersonally mm-hmm. or interculturally. You know, we, we just mm-hmm. like, you know, have that certainty of saying, you know, I, I know it, uh, but there's a lot we don't know. I think also that not knowing also gives me uh, mm. very um, refreshed, renewed interest uh, almost every day. For example, every day I walk around this lake. You know, I would say, you know, I've been walking around this lake for several years now, you know, probably starting from the, the COVID, the COVID days, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, for exercise. But I think the more I walk around it, the less I feel I know it because there's certain things, mm-hmm. the little life, plants mm-hmm. or uh, creatures that I don't really know. So that gives me mm-hmm. some kind of a very uh, daily interest in, oh, you know, what I'm going to see today. So I find it very interesting because there's something that you're kind of anticipating or you're, you're, you're hoping, you're looking forward to. That adds flavor to my life. Yes, and I I have similarly um, not so much year round just because of the the weather up here, but the spot that I 
have at the lake where I am. Really what you're saying just resonates so much because the more time I would spend down there mainly trying to do bird photography, mm-hmm. but you start learning all of the interconnections. You start seeing how, you know, listening to the birds calling to each other right. when specifically when I emerge and just like how you're affecting the moment, the moment is responding to you. All of the things that are connected in that area are responding to each other. Yes. And really getting a sense of integration and wholeness, even though there's all these separate species and beings. And that's also the opposite of what our, society teaches it it devalues going to the same familiar place over and over again and getting depth it encourages people to keep rushing after one new experience after another that's you know titillating but superficial and that's also the opposite of Tao and um you know trends and fads um, which stimulate the economy, but doesn't stimulate our sense of belonging, our sense of reverence, our sense of sacredness, our sense of connectedness. So what you're saying makes sense to me completely. I, I would say that those moments have been my most profound moments of feeling aligned with Dow, where not talking, just being, mm-hmm. listening deeply, mm-hmm. trying to just have a strong sense of how I fit in to the moment and really trying to pay attention to everything going on around me. And in those moments, I always felt like, you know, whenever a, a jogger would come running mm-hmm. by or there'd mm-hmm. be a, a small group of people kind of chattering away and mm-hmm. I just felt like, wow, I am in a completely different world than them. Like the world that I'm in in this moment could not be any more different than the sense that I have of those people. Almost like I was on the inside of some, you know, television set or whatever, or vice versa. And and you're watching something from a completely different place. And you know, and those moments are peace and those moments are quietness and those moments are serenity and our world does not tell people that those, how to do that, how to, how to, or even that it matters. Um, but Lao Tzu does and Tao Te Ching does. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think the wonder of those moments, uh, you know, as I just listen to you and also kind of reflect on, on my own experience, is the really that spontaneous or unpredictable mm-hmm. part of it. Uh, yes, I, exactly. I think the uh, the ills of our age. Uh, one of the ills about our age is boredom. You know, people, why people get bored? Because everything becomes so predictable and mechanical. 
especially you know with people who are getting you know people see patterns right in society mm -hmm. we have, have patterns we we see the patterns of politics we see the patterns uh the patterns of the markets right so you know, at first, you know, everything would seem, you know, new to me uh, when I was young, like say, oh, I really learned uh, the economics, right? So after a while, you start to see, oh, okay, that's how it operates. It starts to form pattern, which I think which, you know, uh, provides a, 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 you know, a sense of power and control because you know mm -hmm. the patterns. But the, mm -hmm. but you know paradoxically, once that that sense of pattern is formed, you either become bored or jaded sometimes even because mm -hmm. you see mm -hmm. politicians. You know, you know I was once like inspired by their rhetoric and to see. You know yeah. I really collected all the speeches of the past presidents mm -hmm. of the United States because they deliver all the eloquent verb you know words mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. that once inspired me but uh not anymore because i've seen mm -hmm. more uh so that creates a sense of i don't know mixed feeling of uh disillusionment or maybe despair uh in some way because oh mm -hmm. you just suddenly feel like you know something so I think, um, you know, we know we human beings need uh, things to help us navigate through this. Once that dream, that innocence is broken, um, somehow we need to figure out, you know, where that innocence is, right? So that's in nature. I find my, the, all that, on, you know, on manufactured moments, I would say, hmm. uh, you know, that interaction with that, uh, you know, that little creature, because no one planned anything, you know, I didn't plan to <laughs> meet up with him, meet up, meet up with it <laughs> on my way, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, around mm -hmm. the, that lake. And I think the things that you're saying there tie into, I think, some of the broader social discussions that are taking place. Mm -hmm. But I think um, there there's a lot of work for us to do. But in a, going back to the uncertainty and unplanned and spontaneity, I think the reason why those are so overlooked in our society is that you know our society still reaches back into a history of dominance and control and of course structures that want to control people and dominate people they don't want unplanned spontaneity they want to control everything well and can i add uh, uh, sorry to yeah. interrupt that's okay. Not only your society. Just recently, I studied the ancient history of China. There was a time mm. when all the, the, the magic was stopped by the mm. imperial dynasty because the shamanistic tendencies are seen as disruption to society. So the, the mm -hmm. kings 
said, now let me separate the heaven and earth. Uh, let mm. me uh, put together a group of uh, special trained uh, priests to organize all the sacrificial uh, rituals uh, among the people, representing the people. I think just by looking at that piece of uh, you know, history, you know that there's a tension between this organized way of get, getting access to heaven or Tao mm -hmm. or the more spontaneous way. I think it's been like, like this throughout history in many cultures. So going back to, you know, looking our mm -hmm. society, uh, you know, the society you're talking about, I bet there are forces there who are not, who do not want people to go their own way and to find their mm -hmm. way. Mm -mm. They want to people, all the people no, no. believing their way. That's what I found. It, it, exactly. And I don't think that it's any mystery then that Lao Tzu so often uses the metaphor of the feminine, the mysterious, mm -hmm. the yin as being mm -hmm. kind of the source of um, creativity and, and life. And how at odds it is with a society that's so young about control, mm -hmm. dominance, black and white thinking, ideology, dogma, mm -hmm. only having one way of thinking about things. And the irony, even that in what, you know, to me used to be, I thought, progressive mm -hmm. thought mm -hmm. that it's become the same way that there's this like authoritarianism to that whole movement mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. I'm like, this is not, this is not the way, <laughs> this is not the way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and so even within that, that, that disillusionment of like, you know, like what happened to the spirit of freedom and liberation mm -hmm. and equality and, encouraging diverse opinions and thoughts and even that's become this thing where it's like oh if if you if you say something i disagree with it's hate speech and it's like that's not that's not what we were trying to accomplish in um you know at least when when i considered myself progressive right you, you, i still believe in those ideas but i don't call myself that anymore just because it's become so damaged, I, I believe, because of the authoritarian and black and white intolerant actions of so many people. Right. I totally agree with you. I, I just noticed that you, you used the word uh, diverse opinions. You didn't use diversity. Now I hesitate to use diversity. I hesitate to use uh, inclu uh, inclusiveness. I hesitate to use justice. I all I believe in all the spirit of it, but I just don't exactly. want to use it and affiliate it with, you know, whatever the the label or the categories you know, people all rally yeah. around. So that's the irony of it, mm -hmm. don't you think? Like say mm -hmm. we all oh, believe yeah. in the the spirit, the essence of it, the the duh of it, but exactly. I don't want to have anything to do with the label of it, the concepts of it the slogan of it, the mm. buzzword of it, you know, that's, yeah. I, I you know, I bet yes, many when, people, when it becomes weaponized. Yeah. 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 
So, I mean, I think all those things were kind of important transformations for me too along the way of just seeing how, you know, even the spirit of duh and, you know, maybe societal movements that initially seem aligned with that can kind of go Mm -hmm. off course and become something that's not that anymore. And just how vigilant you have to become about it's an internal thing. Like you have to find it in yourself. If you think that you can find it by identifying with a movement or a group or an ideology, you're already lost that, you know, the connection with it, it's an internal relationship and you feel it from the inside based upon what you're cultivating in yourself and going back to if it's just a, a an affiliation or knowledge then you know that's not it yeah i think what happens to that kind of erosion uh it's another thing that i i, I think two things one is the desire the other is probably the information overload. So, you know, early on, I, I shared that, you know, not knowing is one of the things that I, I find out is to, you know, help me uh, always see things in the in a new light or new perspective. I think desire mm-hmm. also is another thing that often stands in the way of us getting to know Tao. Um, personally, and also collectively. The very reason you mentioned earlier that the Tao uh, is, or the De is no longer in our institutions or in our acts is, I think, has a lot to do with desires because the desires perverted the Tao, the De. Uh, if we don't, do not, we are not conscious about that, we thought we may put forward an outward or Tao behavior uh, or manifestation or the surface, but devoid of those, that spirit. And that spirit is is filled with our greed, I think. Definitely, and a greed for material things, but also for power. I mean, this is why Lao Tzu talks so much about desire being you'll never see the depth of Tao as long as you're full of desire and that's exactly why you're saying and i think it also explains why some of these movements have lost their way because i think you know once you taste maybe some of the effectiveness of like oh Mm -hmm. we we are getting power instead of maintaining integrity and maintaining virtue Mm -hmm. it then becomes this lust for power Mm -hmm. and then that's where the authoritarian tendencies the the you know kind of bullying people that don't think the same way as you then arises and the self-righteousness and and it's all because of this desire for certainty and and power and then they they lose the way and then it's no longer something that should be supported. It should be abandoned. Yeah. I, I would also add that uh, when it comes to the collective, I think that uh, des- that desire for control and for certainty even greater. How, how do I know this? I think I pr- when I do the executive coaching, you know, I could, 
you know, I could I could observe and sense from a lot of the leaders that when they lead, you know, people just expect them to give them clear answers, which is a total myth because they do not. Mm. They have uncertainties in their mind about the markets, about the future of the company. Mm-hmm. But because of mm-hmm. that role, uh, he has to um, convey confidence and certainty to his followers. So, you know, if the leader has no private space to cultivate, to renew uh, that connection with Dow, I think that, you know, will drive him, you know, to be even to greater certainty, he is the only savior in the world. You know, I continue Mm. to be the president of the United States, uh, despite of my age, because the world needs me. You know, that kind of belief is very, um, how would you say, Um, is coming out of not... I mean, it's a combination of his self-reinforced view of the necessity of, you know, his historical uh, role uh, that Mm -hmm. he, or mandate of heaven, he carved out, he he sensed he had a sense of mission and also the expectation of certain groups that you can't leave us, you can't say, you can't quit. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. really my conclusion is, Really, you know, for the group, uh, the group always has the tendency to uh, codify and to, uh, you know, to amplify a tendency for that control and certainty. And it is Mm -hmm. only through the personal transformation that we have a chance to renew that sense of the that's where the walking the timeless yeah. way is relevant in here. It's a personal yeah, thing. The, the, yes, exactly. It's a personal transformation. It's internal. You can't get it from clinging to external things. You have to look inside yourself, but not in a disconnected way. Right, I mean, right. You have to look that's inside the yourself. That's the key, exactly. At, yeah, yeah, as connected to everything around you. Oh, exactly. Because otherwise... Um, I think that's the problem with the modern, uh, I would say, modern existentialist uh, philosophy. I think, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I think yes. once uh, Nietzsche uh, announced that God is dead, uh, I think mm-hmm. we go far radically toward another trend, which is, uh, while the universe has no intrinsic meaning, so it's up to our individual to create meaning, I think, which is mm-hmm. empowering to a lot of extent. That's why, what the, mm-hmm. you know, what most of the existential philosophers encourage us to do. I think mm-hmm. uh, in doing that, we probably lose sight of, in nature, yes, there's a lot of randomness, but there's still some mm-hmm. kind of constancy, right? It's not necessarily mm-hmm. the... Uh, the intrinsic, it's called intrinsic, but it's natural. It's embedded Mm -hmm. in the existence, like a Tao, right? That still Mm -hmm. has its uh, constancy in it. In in that, we take uh, the assurance the world 
maybe falling apart according to our perspective, but the world yes. has is not never going to fall apart in the sense of the whole thing. Yes, that there's this. Um, I kind of want to definitely first touch on the existential piece, which, you know, it's it can liberate people, yep. but it can also depress depress people because you know one of its four main tenets is isolation, mm -hmm. and it's like, yes, you you can say. I have a closed nervous system. You have a closed mm -hmm. nervous system. Mm -hmm. Everything that I experience is within the context of that, but we are connected to everything. Our nervous system has a permeable membrane where we take in the environment and we affect the environment. Mm -hmm. There's a connection there. There's a connection between nervous systems we have mirror neurons mm -hmm. because when people interact unless you're a psychopath we feel each other's mm -hmm. emotions and we respond to them i mean that's not fundamentally saying you know that's why fundamentally saying we're isolated and alone i think isn't helpful um that had a negative impact on me because i, I bought into existentialism mm -hmm. a lot in my pursuit of philosophy and and unfortunately it's also a pillar of some psychotherapy practices mm. and i mean how how i don't know that that's helping people to feel better um you know and furthermore it's not true it's just not true that we're isolated and alienated and and alone yeah we are um, relational you know, right we're interconnected we're relational. Yeah, exactly. But we're interconnected, but not in such a way becoming the uh, almost the, the herd mentality, if you see what I mean. Like, You're right. uh, I, yeah. I, group I, thought is something different. Yeah. Though. So I want to have that personal space and exploration and not uh, want to be, you know, totally like brainwashed by the crowd or the mm -hmm. leaders of a crowd but i want to stay mm -hmm. connected so that's what i want yes exactly exactly 100 percent, and ideally be supported i mean that yeah that if you look at the leadership um chapters of Tao Te jing it's like it's it's beautiful it's beautiful how he spelled out i mean it really is like the best feminine nurturing leadership approach that kind of doesn't interfere isn't controlling but steps in when someone needs support steps in when someone mm -hmm. needs some guidance yep i mean that's it right there and if you are isolated and alienated and believing like you're separate from everything like you're not going to be a good leader that's the worst kind of leader yeah i agree so we are at the uh end of our hour but I, I think we want to leave you know something if there's one thing you would like to uh, uh, one piece of insight or one piece of thought you would like to leave and with our listeners uh, what would that be and then I can share mine <laughs> just as a as a you know a few parting words 
Yeah, I mean, Walking the Timeless Way is the name of a podcast, but you know, it doesn't go away when the podcast ends or takes a break or or whatever it it's doing. We don't know. We just know we're not going to be recording any new episodes for now. Um, and again, listening to too many podcasts can be a can get in the way of walking the timeless way. Just going back to that thing of you have to really be looking inside and you have, if you're looking at external, if you're listening to the words of two people talking, it's like, yeah, those are pointers, but you have to find walk. You have to walk the timeless way by looking inside of yourself. And, you know, sometimes even, um, identifying too much with, with something like, like recording a podcast, can can get in the way of that process too and so you know there there's nothing to mourn or grieve um even if you've enjoyed our podcast because Dow hasn't gone anywhere virtue hasn't gone anywhere walking the timeless way hasn't gone anywhere that's good uh i would say uh, I first of all, I think walking the timeless way uh, is uh, is continuous. I mean, it's just uh, our life's journey. Second, in the years ahead, uh, I would say things are going to get even worse and worse. Hmm. So Cha- chaotic, you mean? Like yeah, chaotic, more chaotic. Hmm. Uh, we will find and feel in ourselves that more and more the world has lost its way. So it's not going to mm-hmm. get any yeah. better for a while, at mm-hmm. least. Yeah. So during yeah. that moments, I want to, you know, our listeners to uh, not to be, you know, fooled by the, the external appearances of things. Uh, knowing Tao is still working. It, it worked at the very beginning. It's working now at this moment. And it's going to operate far into the future, beyond our lives. Mm-hmm. I think connecting with that Tao by turning inward, by sometimes turning from away from our own society into another culture or another time. And and to see ourselves, another culture, another time, to see mm. what's really unchanged, I mm. think will give us both comfort, strength, and power and hope as we navigate, you know, this fast changing world. Well, thanks for those last kind of parting words to, you know, recognize the challenges that are ahead that, you know, chaos and complexity are are not going away and, you know, very likely amplified. Um, but you know, 
the 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 gifts of Dow are not going anywhere, and it's actually an opportunity for us to um, connect with that instead of the chaos of the external world. Thank you, our listeners, you know, for sharing this journey. Thanks, David.